Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. And now, here is your host, the lovely, delightful, insightful, and all-around great gal, Ms. Barbara DeLong. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Nightlight. This is the first Monday of the month, and as always, Michelle Avanti is with us. I can't tell you how excited I am that um, that she has has you know shared her time with us so generously and been here the first uh, Monday of the month for several years now, and I can't tell you how much I I have actually learned from her because of it. And and she's given me so much of a greater insight into what the stars and the planets and the houses, what all of the astrological terms sort of mean. I don't have it all down pat. I, I don't do astro speak, but I do have a a kind of a working knowledge now that I never had about astrology. And the one thing that really impresses me that that really hits home so so true and so often, especially with Michelle, the, the the kind of insight, the kind of detail she can give you once she has your your numbers and, and your dates and everything is is phenomenal. Uh it it really is awesome to see what she can pull from a chart that that nobody else could have known. So I'm gonna pull Michelle on Evening, Michelle. How are you doing? Really well. Thank you so much for all your kind words. <laughs> well, you know, it's <clears throat> working with you has been fascinating because you're able to get such intricate details out of out of people's charts. It just blows me away. Hmm. And I don't you know, know how well, you do it. To me, it's absolutely fascinating uh, how we have all this information just sitting there. It's just incredible. Right now, it's just kind of, I can't help myself, you know. When I get sitting here waiting for you, I, I got to do something, you know. <laughs> so I'm yeah. astrologic, checking out the changes that are coming in this government as far as uh, the man in power at this time. So it's kind of interesting what's coming up for the year. <laughs> Big well, dates I, to watch. I, I have yet to do my predictions, but 
um, it feels to me like there's massive change coming. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, take a look at what's going on in the sky. Just step back because it's a picture for all of us and not just for this administration or not just for this country. But right now in the sky, you have Jupiter has gone into Sag, and we've been talking about that for a long time, and and Saturn is already in Capricorn. So they're both in rulership. And according to the ancients, that's a period of time where divine intervention can activate, where the people born with that combination uh, can be the guru that we're waiting for. Uh, it's, it's the, when Christ was born, uh, Jupiter and Saturn were conjunct in the sky. They were together in the sky. That created this enormous star because uh, you had a conflict uh, a, a congregation there, a, a counter, uh, a con- contact between uh, two major planets. And uh, at any rate, this year we have, it's already activating. Uh, Jupiter is moving on. And, uh, and of course, I said, you know, when Jupiter went from Scorpio, Jupiter in Scorpio actually pulls all the underpinning up and brings it up to the surface and makes you have to look at things you didn't want to ever see or even know about. And then it exposes it all. But then once it goes into Sag, it says now we're going to take it into legal process. Now we're going to expand it and take it to a step beyond where it was. And when you have Saturn in Capricorn backing it up, Saturn in Capricorn says we are the structure, we are the government, we are the rules, the regulations, the disciplines. We are here to work in conjunction with this process. So it's, uh, it's very interesting where we are in time. And, of course, uh, we've been experiencing here over this last uh, two, week and a half, uh, going on two weeks on the 6th, um, we have been experiencing Mercury retrograde. And... So you've got all kinds of things that kind of were sitting in the background coming forward and we're looking at them again and maybe they're processing forward. And uh, on the 6th, uh, Mercury will go direct and, uh, and then it will start to hit its stride in the next sign uh, very shortly. So we've got a lot happening, but, you know, dates to look for this year and when you're doing your predictions, you might ask about them. Uh, February the okay. 20th is going to be a... Important date, February 20th, uh, Saturn uh, will go to 17 17 degrees of uh, Capricorn. And uh, at 17 degrees of Capricorn, it's activating a very specific activation in the the president's chart. Um, That is not an easy one. And then, again, uh, we have April 29th, July the 5th, and November the 24th. Major events, all of them. Guaranteed. So it's going to be an interesting year. That's kind of a span. Okay, February 20th, April 29th, July 5th, and what was the next one? November 24th. Gotcha. You'll have I will to go mark take them on my calendar. <laughs> and see what Spirit has to say about them. I, I'm going to look more into them as I go forward. I, I don't want to stay on talking about this because I know we have people who are, like, anxious to talk. So, We'll have to get on that. <laughs> we do, but um, if we don't have a huge line, um, 
So we we don't have a huge line. So well, let's let's take care of those people that have called in, and and possibly go back to this because I think it's it's a it's a very appropriate time for us to look into next year too. But we do have some people lined up here, so let's take care of them, and then we can get back to this if if there's nobody else. Sounds great. We've got we've got Sharon here. Hi, Sharon. Hello. Hi. Let me turn my volume up. Hi. Okay. So, um, what's hello. your date of birth, Sharon? It's September first, nineteen sixty-five. And what time were you born? It was like eleven forty-six p.m. I know that I'm a Gemini rising. Okay, and where were you born? Livonia, Michigan. Can you spell that, Livonia? L-A-V-O-N-I-A. N-I-A. That's right, Livonia. Okay. I thought that was it, but I wasn't absolutely sure. And my computer says, you don't know what you're talking about, Avanti. <laughs> Let's see what I did. Oh, is it, is it maybe L-A-U-R-I-U-M? So no? Livonia, Michigan, L-I-V-O-N-I-A, and then Michigan, M-I. Weird. Okay, it's got to be in here. They, well, you know, Mercury is retrograde. I've been experiencing so many glitches during this retrograde. I just, I just have to take a deep breath and say, when is you it know what? over? Here oh. it is. It's uh, it's going direct on the sixth. So Thursday it will go direct, and that will give us a little bit of relief. But you know, it's, it, you still have the shadow to deal with. You know. And the shadow goes on for about two weeks. So this is going to be one of those years where uh, people who buy Christmas presents are going to return a lot of them. And if they bought them early, it's just the way it goes. And, uh, you know, you take it home and you go, everybody else on Amazon said this was a fantastic item. And now I got it home and it doesn't even work. (laughs) You, You know, just don't have any expectations during anything purchased during Mercury Retrograde, especially things that are electronic you know, make sure you buy them from reputable places because you may have to return them because they will not work okay. very long or they may not work at all. If you bought them refurbished, you're better off because a refurbished item is likely to work really well. <laughs> There's so many little tricks to learn to use Mercury Retrograde to your benefit. Uh, I've been doing it for years, and it's always fascinating to see how I can come out on top when everybody else is getting kind of stomped down. And it's just knowing yeah. the trick trade um so anytime you guys want to know them you can always email me and i can answer questions for you i answer them all the time on facebook and anytime anybody emails me so so taking a look at your chart i do have gemini rising i have a 2258 gemini rising 22 is a master number indicates that you're here to master the physical about yourself so that's always an interesting statement what did we want to kind of focus on well, I made some positive changes this year. I changed careers. Okay. And um, my question is, what do you see coming up for me there? Um, is the competition going to subside in a little bit? There's still so much competition. You know, when you're the new person, you're still new for six months. You know what I mean? My yeah. You, you there's have, a lot of work involved. Yeah, you have to just, you know, it's all, always keep your attitude in, in a way that says, you know, I'm – I'm doing I'm doing what spirit sent me here to do and if you keep your attitude in that zone eventually everybody comes around and you just have to walk it but let's take a look and see what's in here 
uh, you know, you've ha- you have uh, 27 uh, Aquarius at the midheaven, so I don't know what you do, but that usually requires some variety in the kind of work that you do. You do have Saturn in yeah. that house, so you can be a person who really knows how to be organized, even though it's in Pisces. <laughs> so you are organized from the inner to the outer more than you are from the outer to the inner. It's kind of an odd statement, but uh, okay. it means you you work from uh, your your gut, they might say, or from your intuition, and uh, and yet you're very organized that way. So that's that's a good thing. Uh, Jupiter is not really uh, being helpful yet, but it's coming up at the end of this year. Coming up this this year coming up. Uh, by the time we get to November of 2019, you're going to have an activation that's going to make you feel like I have done it. I have made it. I'm here. Uh, and you may even at that point in time uh, find yourself uh, getting some kind of uh, uh, other connection that opens some other door for you. So it may not be just um, an expansion. It's probably an expansion of whatever it is that you do for a living. Another opportunity may come up, and it may be an opportunity that comes as a result of a connection you have on a one-on-one level with someone uh, that you may have met internationally or who is an international person. So uh, sometimes there are people who live right here in the United States, but they were born somewhere else. And you may have okay. an opportunity to go somewhere um, far away from where you uh, are at this time. I don't know where you are at this time, but uh, that's kind of what the statement says. So that's going on there. Let's see um, what else is in the picture. Because uh, Saturn, of course, is... Um, the ruler of your midheaven, and Saturn this year is in its own rulership, and it is going to activate your natal Saturn. It's on the way to doing it even now. So you may find that you get greater stability as it finally uh, comes around and and um, activates uh, your natal. Um, so that's somewhere, I think, in January, early February. Yeah, it is the very end of January. Uh, it will activate, and so some other door opens up where it seems like um, you may have other opportunity as a result of shared resources, and there may be something that you're wanting to do with those resources that become available to you. Uh, it would be some form of investment you would be likely to decide to do, but it's a challenge at the same time. It may involve a child. Um, could involve something that you love that maybe isn't a child. It could be a friend. It could be a social connection. Okay. But uh, it's something comes up here where you're challenged, but at the same time it is an opportunity. And what's interesting is if you go ahead and take it, Saturn is going to continue to go forward and it's going to retrograde. And uh, it re- retrogrades, I believe, in April, at the end of April, and then it's going to turn around, of course, and come back Again, so if you do invest, you may may find that when it goes retrograde, you're going to feel like it's going downhill and, oh, God, what's happening? Uh, but it's going to turn around. So uh, hang in there because uh, it will end up turning around as it comes to, um, uh, I want to say, around September or so of this year, although I really should go look to make sure I did not tell you a lie. So give okay. me a second. It's going to go over that point, and then it's going to, it's going to go over that point in August and then it will turn around and it's going to come back, and there it is, uh, back to life for you uh, in um, November, uh, the beginning of November, next year. 
so if you decide, that's what I would say. Now, there could be, remember, this could also be something else. It could be a statement of if you have a daughter who might have a baby, uh, this could be a statement having to do with her and some kind of turnaround because that's also considered an investment to spirit. I don't know if you have any children, but okay. from your you have the ability. If you didn't have it, you have created something that is like a daughter. <laughs> so Okay. Yeah, so that could also be the case. And uh, and if it is a daughter, uh, then it could be a challenge that uh, could be a loss of some kind, but it will turn around. So just kind of hang in there. Um, and it may take a little while. If it is a child involving a child, it may take till Saturn actually hits the middle of the next sign, which will be a few years later. It's not instantaneous. So if it's any kind, whatever kind of investment it might be, uh, here's your point where I'd say, okay, here's where it will kind of hit its, its high and you can uh, walk away. So hang on a second. I will give that to you, and that way you will have it in case you need it. So it's going to more than likely hit its high somewhere around mid-February or early February of 2022. And if okay. it is an actual financial investment, that would be your time to say, I'll sell now because uh, it will hit some form of maturity. Now, Saturn might go retrograde that year also, and if it does, I'm just going to kind of play around here a little bit to see if I see it. It does go retrograde, but I bet it doesn't go all the way back. Nope, it does not. So that's your point. That is your point in time. So hopefully that will be helpful to you. Uh, And, of course, as Saturn uh, gets to this point in 2022, it's going to hit your midheaven. It's going to activate your midheaven. And whatever you've been doing in terms of your workplace, uh, it's going to, if you've been working hard, it's going to give you an accolade. And more than likely it will because, you do have Saturn in the 10th. You do have uh, Saturn in rulership at the midheaven here. So this is a period of time that kind of kicks off another doorway for you uh, to become more established or more secure uh, starting in uh, 2022. And I don't know if I, – I, I don't pay attention to people's age, but you might be retiring at that point because people sometimes when Saturn goes – into their uh, 10th house and then can join Saturn again in the 10th house, we we may retire. So you might be looking at retirement at that point in time. Wow. Any, okay. any other questions you might want me to look at? Just, I'm just oh, on a roll here. Sometimes I just kind of roll along. <laughs> but the bottom line is you see my job right now, it's okay, and I'm, a, I'm a, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to establish and excel there. It looks like that's the case unless uh, something okay. comes up and that opportunity turns out to be another another job because I did mention someone. It, it I looked know like, you did, or another position in the company because it's a huge company. Okay, and that could be what it is too. I know. But it, it will come through some contact, as I recall myself saying. Yep. It, it seemed to be Boring, some. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, okay. uh, so just kind of pay attention. And, uh, and you know, you having that Saturn in Pisces, in the 10th, you are intuitive. <clears throat> Use that intuition. Rely on it. Um, and for everybody who's listening, if you're not aware that your heart has the greatest brain, a brain much stronger than the brain in your head, <laughs> they're just learning this scientifically. But uh, pay attention to your heart. It is correct. 
Okay. Hopefully everybody recognizes that. We need to start to uh, really honor our hearts and and uh you know I'm I've I've learned over the last 6 months that uh when I wake up in the morning or when I go to sleep at night or even sometimes during the day I take a break I will talk to my heart and say thank you thank you thank you for all the work you're doing because it's 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 maintaining this body for us. You know, your your soul in that body but you can't really do these things in the physical that you came to do until you unless you have a good heart. So Okay. Thank okay, you so well, much. Okay, well thank you so much for calling. You have a nice care. holiday. You too. <laughs> you happy too. happy Bye-bye now. Happy Hanukkah, whatever it is in your world. Holidays. Mhm. I love okay. holidays. I do too. You know, I just, um, you know, something you mentioned really rang true for me this year. I found I, I shopped early, and mm-hmm. I I didn't look to see where things were being shipped from, and ninety percent of what I bought is coming from China. Oh my God! Which means I'm waiting for um, right. packages. You could- you know, to, to take six weeks to get to me, yeah. or longer. Yeah. yeah, they could they could arrive very late. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's challenging. It's so important. I mean, the holidays. I really like to pay attention to where Mercury is more so than the rest of the year because it has such a. An impact on us because we do more buying, and even as a business, we do more buying at the end of the year because we we're going to work through our tax situation, you know. So it's uh, <laughs> it's important to know know what Mercury is doing. It will really be helpful. I know, you know, my husband will say, "Well, are you buying that from China?" And I say, "No, Joe. Mercury is retrograde. We're not buying from China, honey. <laughs> right now, we don't buy from China." Oh, man. I'll pay the well, extra and, three dollars to buy it in the United States, and if I need well, something not, fast, I'll pay the extra to make sure it gets to me too, because I well, know what Mercury can do. It 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 isn't just that either. It's some of the stuff. At least one thing that I ordered that that I was so excited about, I took one look at and I went, "Oh my goodness, this was a mistake." And mm. you know, you sit back and you think. All right, so here I thought I was settled with this, and now this is this is crap. How could it look so good in the picture? <laughs> oh, yeah, you have to be so careful. And when you're getting stuff from China, you know, I buy, I, I do business online, and so I do buy things uh, from China and, and then resell them, and I'm always so cautious. And even when I'm selling stuff on, on online, when I ship anything out during Mercury retrograde, I literally pull everything out of the package and examine it closely <laughs> because uh, it might have looked just fine in the package, but when you open it up, there's a string yeah. hanging or there's a button that doesn't fit right. <laughs> it's just uh, it's mind-blowing what you discover. I've probably pulled three packages, and I've had two people that I missed, and I had to send them another another item because – there was something a little bit off that I did not catch. And, you know, with my eyesight, I have to really look at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I just, um, you know, I, I, chalked, I chalked it up to I should have, you know, I 
a lot of the stuff I got were were ads from Facebook, and mm-hmm. and they don't say that they're coming from China. No, so, I know. Actually, there are some people even on Amazon don't don't tell you they're coming from China. As a matter of fact, I had some complaints on eBay because uh, they had they have even now some people who are advertising. It's in the United States. I am located in the United States, and they're not they're not shipping from the United States. They're shipping stuff from China. So yeah, well, next year I'm going to be a lot. <laughs> I'm going to be a lot more careful next year. Well, we've got yeah. Anne waiting here, so let's pull her hey. in. Okay, hi Anne, you're oh, on hello. the air. Hello, hi ladies, how are you doing tonight? Great. Doing well. When's your birthday, Anne? Okay, it's May three one. Would you need a year also? Oh, absolutely. Nineteen fifty nine. And the time of birth? That's a problem. My mom doesn't remember. I she says very early. I would say early could be six a.m. or seven a.m. Um, she doesn't remember the date of birth at uh, the time of birth. But she thought it was early in the day and it wasn't necessarily yeah, in the she, middle. It was really early in the morning, she told me. Let's when the church it. bell, she told me when the church bell rings. It could be maybe six or seven. Yeah. Well, let's go with six for now and see if we figure it out. Uh, where were you born? Um, it's Ukraine. Uh-huh. But what's the city? Kiev. Kiev. Okay. Uh-huh. I wonder if my computer is up to date that that is now what it's called. Is it called Ukraine? Oh, I know what I have to. I actually have to write Ukraine out. <laughs> I can't give it letters. <laughs> okay, we'll do that. And, you know, it should automatically bring up Kiev. It's the biggest city as you can get, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a big city. It's not like where I live. <laughs> <laughs> I live in the middle of nowhere. I used to live in the middle of even further nowhere. <laughs> let's, let's see why it's not coming up. There's Kiev. Why didn't it come up, I wonder? I had to go look for it. Like I said, it's Mercury retrograde. I have no expectations. I just live. <laughs> but here it is, and that's good. I, I knew it was in there, good Lord. So let's go take a look and see if we can kind of get an idea. Time is important because... When I, if I don't have the time a person is born, I can't really establish time for you. I can't give you really good information. Plus, the moon moves very rapidly, and I may not have the right moon sign for you. If it's, I might have the sign, but I won't have the aspects. And, and this definitely is a question mark here because uh, putting 6 a.m. in, I have the moon at 29 degrees Pisces. So it's just... 29, 20 minutes, so it's just on the verge of turning into the next sign. So let me ask you this. Do you um, do you love fantasy? Do you love uh, sleeping? Do you love frilly things and, and pretty laces? Or are you a person who loves athleticism? You love getting out. You like taking risks. You like uh, doing, things, <coughs> doing things with your body, which is more accurate okay, for I, you. I do not like taking risks. I'm not very athletic, but I don't like fantasy either. <laughs> I like realism. <laughs> okay, well, that's your Mercury could could um, 
change that, and your Mercury is in Gemini, which actually in Gemini you could have you can go just anyway. Um, but do you like do you like like lace if you were um, choosing things for your home? Would you? Well, you have Leo on that cusp, according to this. We don't really know where your cusps are though. I like um, lace. Yeah. Do you, you like lace? Do you like things that? I mean. Do you like things that are, if you were putting up curtains, would you put up super modern curtains or would you put up uh, more traditional curtains? Traditional. Okay, then you're more probably. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, get a drink if you can. So mm-hmm. uh, we don't know about your ascendant, uh, but let's. Uh, it's likely it is in Gemini because here it is at 25 degrees Gemini and every four minutes it goes a degree. So we've got quite a few minutes still left there before it would uh, be in the next sign. And uh, let me ask you this, how you look, okay? how your physical body is, okay? Yeah, get a drink if you can. So, would you say you have a pretty agile body? Um, you know, you're a person who can bend very easily, always have your life. As gotten older, it's not this good, but... Uh, would you say you have kind of a, a slim, agile body? Um, I would say that I'm easy to bend. No, I'm. Uh, I'm not very flexible. No, <laughs> you're not very flexible. That's no. interesting. Okay, well, then, oh, it might not be a Gemini rising. Let me see if there's something that mitigates that. Because that also puts. Uh, let me ask you this about your your. Yeah, we've got the sun here in. In the twelfth house, uh, with this particular chart, and uh, a lot of the time when the sun is in the twelfth house, although here let's see, that's eight degrees. Yeah, that's that's still a ways. So um, let me ask this question: uh-huh. Are you someone who um, finds that you feel like you're you become almost like the martyr in experiences. You don't ever feel like you're you're getting the treatment that you should get or you you feel like an underdog a lot of the time. Have you felt that way most of your life? Well, I would say yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then your son is most likely in this house. That unfortunately is part. And and why, why it's there. So I'll just explain this to you. Um, we choose these these setups before we come into physicality, and the twelfth house has to do with karma. It also has to do uh, with how we will in this lifetime uh, shortchange ourselves or sabotage ourselves as a result of past life experiences. So, uh, what you have to do is find the release valve to this and put your energy there. So, let's take just a look for a minute. And it's your north node, which isn't surprising at all because the north node is uh, the part of the chart that says this is what soul is directing you to do in this lifetime, what you have chosen to achieve in this lifetime. And, you know, it doesn't. a lot of people think it has to do with becoming a president or something big or something physical. It has nothing to do with that. Soul doesn't choose those kinds of things for the most part. What it chooses in your case here, it's it's basically saying, I want to learn how to socialize. I want to learn how to be really fair in social environments, to, to give of myself but also to give to myself. And I want to be able to do it without being critical but also with a very realistic approach. 
So you want to understand the details, which means in relationships you want to really become aware of the flags that are going up when someone is talking to you, but you also want to make sure that you are being fair as you move forward. And if you do that, you will come out of this. When you do that, you come out of the experience of feeling like the underdog. So mm-hmm. you'll have to work with what I'm saying, or if you look at your life, you'll see situations where that worked for you because we can't go through life without having those experiences. And uh, that, But that's, that's a real key. That's what I call a release valve, and uh, that's a real key for you. Now, there are other things. Uh, your dad didn't make this easy on you. He didn't help at all. <laughs> From the looks of it, and uh, if you've had any marriages, they might not have been the best either because that quincunx seems to uh, kind of uh, cause you a lot of stress and subverts your ability to uh, look at everything uh, in the world at one time. You have this, there's a natural element to Gemini that is filled with curiosity uh, has this wonderful ability to see all the options and also has a, a lovely sense of humor that goes with them. Whereas you, your dad seemed to have caused you, and it may have been his absence in your world, not being there to support you. It, it may not be anything he actually said. It may have been what he didn't say. But uh, it, it caused a lot of stress in your world, and it caused you to put all that in the back burner instead of expressing it. And what you have to learn to do in this lifetime is to express those things. So I'd say practice being the jester, practice laughing at life, and practice finding the things that allow you to to laugh at yourself. And when you do that, you'll start to come out of this because that's kind of the directive you've given yourself. You, you've said, I need to do this. Now, I know I've gone off on a tangent and did not even allow you to tell me where to focus. So tell me where you want me to focus. Because... Uh, well, I'm looking for a uh, lasting relationship, like romantic relationship. Um, do you see okay. anything so Let's happen see. next year? Yeah. Um, next year? Um you do have uh, this year coming up, as we come to the the end of 2019, Jupiter will go into that seventh house. And as it, it starts to travel through that seventh house, it's going to be really helpful because you are born with Saturn in that house. Saturn does not deliver things. It makes you work really hard. It can make you really a downer. It can make you marry people who are 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 more like your dad in your case and cause you a lot of stress instead of providing you with the um, security that Saturn actually says, we want a structure. We want we want to have a relationship that is both structured and secure. So when we have Jupiter travel through this house, we have this opportunity um, as, as someone comes into our world um, to to find someone who is joyous, someone who brings us fun, who lifts us, lifts us up right now saturn you're you you, you've just had a saturn return and uh that's never easy saturn return means that all these issues we've just been speaking about has been have been on the table in your world and caused you to feel down and caused you to feel like there is no relationship out there for you well that's not true when jupiter gets into this house it, it will bring that opportunity up and uh and 
that's that's the most obvious friend you've got going there. But Jupiter really needs to get into Capricorn, and once it does, doorways will really open. So that's coming up next year, uh, the end of next year. So hopefully, oh, so hopefully, it's a, oh, uh, so when Jupiter gets into Cap- Capricorn next year. Yes, but it, it, it's going to happen even before it gets into Capricorn. I'm going to just go forward a few months here and just kind of give you the picture of when Jupiter actually enters that house. Here, here it is. It's in. Okay, so it's going to go a little slower than I was hoping to tell you. <laughs> I was hoping to tell you a little bit better than this. Okay, but uh, I can only do what it says. So here it is, going into that house. There it is. Okay, on November the 11th of 2019, it will enter your seventh house. Okay, it will still be in Sag, but even one month later, it will go into Capricorn. And so I would say, you know, this is your time, and and there it is, applying to your Saturn, uh, a conjunction to Saturn progressed, and then it will uh, attach itself to Saturn natally. So the quincunx will still come to the table, this issue that I was telling you about with your dad. But Jupiter being there can allow you to stretch, to go beyond it. So you want to pay attention to everything I've said. Practice using that release valve that we discussed. And when you get to this point next year, expand yourself. Allow yourself to go beyond the issues that were created uh, from past lives in relationship, and your father just brought them back in in this lifetime, and he's probably connected to that past life anyway. So you have to get get in and expand you. Don't let yourself sabotage you. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Uh-huh. yes okay. That's what I want you to do to practice because that will get you to where you want to go. And And by that point in time, Saturn, who is traveling through uh, your seventh house right now, transiting Saturn, will have left that house, which is good. Never, 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 never should anyone marry anyone with Saturn in that house, okay, when it's in traveling. In seventh house? Yeah, uh, you don't so ever want When this transit ends, this that you're saying Saturn in seventh house? Uh, it'll leave the seventh house. Let me go back a little bit and I'll tell you exactly when it goes. It's, it goes it goes pretty early because it goes back and forth. Um, so it actually is going to leave early uh, coming up this year. Uh, let me just go to days here a second. It actually will go into the next house on the 12th of January. Oh. And let me see when it goes retrograde. I don't think it goes past that. So, yeah. So it's out of that house as of January. Oh, I see. Uh, so, so General, uh, do you see it like a positive here the next year for the for Gemini? For Gemini in particular, you don't want to go by your sun sign. You, no. Oh, oh, see, no. I I shouldn't uh, go to my. No, okay. going by your sun sign tells you very little, if anything. Uh, it's, it's very limited, because the sun is just one little piece of a huge puzzle. Uh-huh. And, and and you have to take much more into account. I mean, if we went by. Uh, everything that happens for Gemini, you would look at the President of the United States. He's a Gemini. What do you think? you want any of that stuff that's going on with him? Of course not. <laughs> You're nothing like him. <laughs> you know, so no, you can't go by your sun sign. But 
And Jupiter is going to be um, balancing your sun. So it's going to be in opposition to your sun for a little while. And uh, that's coming up pretty quick. And as it does, you're, you're going to, you should find more joy, actually. You may find yourself kind of pulled into, should I uh, go out and do all these things? Should I maybe travel? Should I learn more? Should I, do I need to expand in terms of my health, in terms of my workplace, whatever, or my service to the world? You're going to have some of those questions coming out. But do what you feel makes you most joyous. Practice joy. Uh, having the sun in the 12th house, your job in this lifetime is to practice joy. So uh, do that. And don't don't get into the zone of uh, allowing what other people or what you think other people are perceiving become part of you. That is so unimportant. What's important is you. You are important. You need to see yourself as important and truly look in that mirror and say, I love you. From the bottom of your heart, speak love to yourself because that is what you need. It's a very hard life when we stick the sun in the 12th and uh, you really have to practice love. No matter what you did in any past life, it's the past. It's only good for what we can do in this life. And having Jupiter traveling through your your sixth house during this period in time is indicative that it's a great time for you to go out and experience the job of service. You know, it's like, you know, if you go out and you're walking around, there's a homeless person or there's a Santa ringing his bell, give him 10 cents, give him a dollar, whatever you can spare, and and it's service. Or, you know, they're collecting toys for tots, go buy a toy and put it in the box for the tots. Right now, service is one of the things, while Jupiter goes through the sixth house, that can make you feel like you're valuable, and that's important. You have to recognize you are not the underdog, that you can make your world, and you are truly valuable. I know you're valuable. Barbara knows you're valuable. And I believe the people who are listening know you're valuable. You are. And we love you. We can't give you the hug we want to give you because we're on the phone. But on the inner planes, we are hugging you. (laughs) Thank you. I I hug you also. (laughs) And how how soon does Jupiter through the sixth house, you say, ends? It's going Uh, now, right? It's in the sixth house right now. So, you know, Uh make sense of her. Jupiter will uh, finally leave that house uh, and gets into your seventh. Let's see where... Did I tell you that? Maybe I did already. I'm going no. by, so I have to click a lot harder. I should have, I know, because it gets really close to going into the 7th in the beginning of April, but then uh, Jupiter goes retrograde, so it doesn't quite make it. So it continues to be in the 6th house for quite a while. I'm going to go by months oh. now, move it forward, because one, once uh, he, there's Jupiter, it's gone all the way back to 14 degrees in August, and then... She, he stations direct, and that then he quickly moves into your next house. He will go right right away uh, from there. Um, let me see here. I'm going to get back to days so I can give you the exact date that he... Okay, here it is. We'll be in there November... Oh, I did say it. November... I think I said it. November 11th, 2019. That's when Jupiter enters your seventh house. Okay. Okay? Okay. 
great. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Take good care of yourself. It was really good reading, and I hug you all, and happy holidays holidays to you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Okay, thanks for calling in. Okay. Okay, we have some time now. Um, One of the things that that I was looking at uh, when I was looking at, you know, the coming months, Mm-hmm. Was that was that so many of us? The energy it has changed. The energy has increased. There's a certain amount of needing to to go within and and start to to rebalance yourself with philosophies and paradigms and everything. And when you say that to somebody, they kind of look you, you know, look like you're crazy. Yeah, kind you of know, like. You know what? Do you, what do you mean? And 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 maybe we can you know kind of help people understand what when we say that when we say you know pardon me it's um it's you you need to work on yourself give some suggestions as to how people would work on themselves. Well, you know what, what I was just talking about is the best way you can work on yourself is to get up every morning and activate the gratitude of all of the parts of the body that are helping you <laughs> and, and, and the parts of the earth that are helping you. It's, it's not a, a challenging thing. It's just a really simple thing. The litany of gratitude opens up doorways that you just can't even begin to imagine. So, you know, you get up, you t- I always notice when I take in my first breath when I'm waking up, and it's always a nice big breath. And at that moment, I think, wow, I'm back. I'm back here on planet Earth, and I have uh-huh. this amazing body that's been operating for me all these years. And at that point, it's time to be thankful and grateful. So I, a lot of the time, will speak to my heart and say, thank you so much for beating. Thank you so much for controlling the 65,000 miles of network that works within this body. And thank you to the trillions of souls that are making this body. Those cells are all consciousness. They're all levels of consciousness, every one of them. I have a whole universe inside my body. And all of us do. We have galaxies. And yeah. uh, so that's the first step. You know, when you wake up, if you'll do that, you wake up with a different attitude. It's like, don't wake up with that list. Yeah, the list may be running, but you need to just take it and put it aside. And if you have a hard time getting the list out of your head of all the to-dos, then take a practice before you go to bed at night and write them down. Put them on the nightstand and leave them there. <laughs> or if you have a great imagination and can see things or are really a visual person, then give them to the angel that's standing next to you. I have an angel that carries all my notes. They're my assistant. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so just just give them to, to the nightstand or, or the angel or whatever you want to put them on and take time to be grateful and when you go in the bathroom and you brush your teeth, while you're brushing your teeth, remember that to look at you and love you. You know, every being around you, every one of them, and there are so many, are there saying, I love you. Can you hear me? 
I'm here for you. Can you hear me? What can I do for you today? Will you hear me? And we often don't listen or don't recognize, except when we hit a certain point where there's some emergency comes up, and then suddenly we do hear or we do ask. But it it's our consciousness that should be there in the morning or at night or during the day saying, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for keeping me on track. It's our alignment with our higher self and those beings that we asked and chose and and wanted to be on the other side while we were here in the physical to to help us guide guide our lives, get get them where they need to go. And if we will be conscious, the more conscious we are, the more aligned we become with who we really are and not just this fake reality that is out here. It's so easy to be pulled into this. This is chaos. <laughs> and <laughs> you can you notice, make, huh? <laughs> you can only make sense of chaos by standing on the edge of the universe and looking at it. Then it all fits. It's a huge tapestry then. But if you're standing in the middle of it, all you see are the threads flying around. And and the state of consciousness is changing so rapidly right now. We are moving yes. uh, so rapidly right now. It is hard to keep your footing, so you have to practice grounding. And and practicing grounding is simple. It's practicing gratitude. Gratitude is simple. You know, you can say, oh, I'm so down. I have all of this to do. I have all of that to do. And we can all go down that road. There's nobody who can't go down that road. But well, it, you need but, you know, especially... It, Especially with men, it's very, I mean, everything that you've said, most women can respond to. But men, men aren't quite that. Well, they have to come along. It's time. (laughs) It's time for the men to come along. (laughs) (laughs) The young ones are amazing. Well, the young Uh, ones are phenomenal. They are. It's the older men, because they have uh, been um, trained a certain way uh, and they're kind of steeped still in the patriarchal system. And they Uh are the ones to become conscious and choose to break that system. We all are breaking old systems, all of us, in our own way. You know, I, I'll always remember the day I was driving. Uh, I was driving from Myrtle Creek to Roseburg, and I looked to my left, and I could see all my female ancestors in a line going out through the sky. Thousands! Wow! And they were all saying to me, "Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you." They were all telling me that they were so grateful for the things that I had broken the chains that they had been attached to because of society, because of culture, because of the way they had been raised and treated, and they didn't know how to break free. It was an amazing experience. We are all breaking those chains. And it's the men, they need to really smash all of those, you know, because it's no longer going to be that world 
that is one of male dominance. It's not going to be a world of female dominance. It's going to be a world of cooperation, of connection, of gratitude, of of true humanity, uh, which is not mm-hmm. male humanity or female humanity, but humanity. You is the sound of the fifth level of consciousness. It is the sound where at the fifth level there is no gender. So ah. that is where we're going. And it is a challenge to get there but because it's easy to be pulled into the chaos. And that's why it's our job to practice every day that state of balance. And you can do yeah, it by I, I, that's yeah, that's that's basically what I've been talking to people about is it's like, you know, first of all, fear self. So so that's what everybody is putting out there. And well not everybody, but that's what you see in the news and that's what you see in the newspapers. It's it's they they are selling fear and because of it we get swept away by it and and we re- re- we react to it and you know it it takes us out of balance out of sync with the harmony that we have inside well here's here's a, an image the spiritual beings gave me a few days ago they said, when you are looking out there, that means a lot of the time, into these boxes that we use, okay? Yeah. I call them boxes. <laughs> uh, they're saying, I want you to see it as you're cooking a chicken soup. And when you first cook chicken soup, all the scum rises to the top of the soup, <laughs> and you have to skim it off. And once you've skimmed all of it off, you have this miraculous healing soup. That's how they want us to look at it. That's what they told me a few days ago. And I thought, okay, I can definitely see the scum at the top. <laughs> but let's get in already. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's, you have to laugh at it and recognize that what's happening is a catalyst for the future. We can't heal the wound if we don't clean it first, if we don't see it first, if we don't recognize it first. So, you know, if you walk around and you say, oh, well, that's okay on my hand. That I can, I can live with that, and, and it gets worse every day. And you keep saying, no, it's okay. It's no big deal. No, that's fine. Well, sooner or later, you're going to have to go to the doctor, and they're probably going to take a little knife and cut that thing open, and then all this stuff comes out, and it's disgusting, and then it hurts, and then they put clean it up, and they put nice stuff in a nice Band-Aid, and you feel good again, and then it heals. So, you know, that's you can't ignore it. We've ignored it for 50, 60 years. <laughs> We've ignored all kinds of things. We've let so many things slide. Why? Because... It seemed like the rest of our lives was doing just fine. So now we had to bring in a catalyst who would be so disruptive that we could not turn away. We could not say, oh, well, it'll be fine. We can't do it. We had to wake up and say, wait a minute. Do I have a voice? I need to use my voice. 
Do I, is there a way to take action? I need to take action. And we all do it in our own way. For some people, it's simply holding the light. For other people, it's actually going out and protesting. And it may be one little segment of a gazillion protests that are going on. For other people, it's just writing a letter or responding to a petition. But we all do it in our own way, and it takes all of us. It's an aggregate of light that's taking place. Every action that says, no, that is not acceptable, we must move with integrity forward, is an aggregate of light. Where you put the most light, you will also see a rise in the darkness. Eventually, the light overcomes, and where there was real darkness, it becomes lighter. It doesn't completely go away. It becomes lighter, and that is an ascension because the harmonics then change. Right now, harmonics to the point of density is that deep, deep note you hear at the end of the piano. In 50 years, that note won't exist anymore. There will be higher notes, and the lowest note will not be that low because we're changing harmonics. That's interesting. I've not heard it that way, but it makes great sense. Well, it's all about vibration. Everything is harmonics and vibration. It's all light and uh, and uh, sound. That's all that there is in the universes of creation. Well, that is true. It's and, just, uh, it's, you know, the light goes get, on. Yeah, we get distracted by uh, this illusion we have created that is called physicality and and the degree of density that we have created, and we've been so long in this density. Now, there's lots of us who, like you, like me, uh, and like a lot of people who obviously will be listening or are listening at this moment in time, that do not live 100% in the density. Very few people do anyway, but some live 10%, some live 50%. How much time do you live in density? If you live with the full heart, if you allow yourself to hear the song that is the song that Gaia sings, whether Gaia is singing it through the birds, the trees, the flowers, the bees, or even a child, it is the song that takes you out of the density. Every time you raise your voice, and that's one of the things I love about this season, People are singing songs of peace. People are singing songs of hope. It's such a magnificent season. Those are things that take you beyond the density. And the, we, we don't realize the percentage of time we spend out of density. But if you didn't, you could not bear the density. Whenever you this meditate... Mm-hmm. Whenever you meditate, whenever you do yoga, whenever you do, uh, when you wash dishes, unless you're going to stand there and think about all the bad things in your life, I don't. I look at the dishes and I see them getting clean and I love the bubbles. I like washing dishes because I think good thoughts when I wash dishes. It's like, it's like give me an easy task. It's so much fun to do an easy task. And uh, whether that's, you know, cutting something out of construction paper or 
washing dishes or cleaning the counter. All of these things are easy tasks, so they're they're filled with harmony for me. So they're a type of, I'm not in the density when I'm doing that. So, you know, we have so many opportunities to uh, not be in the density. And, and that's what you have to do to bring yourself into balance. You know, when we look at some of the, the chaos that is on the surface of this soup, um, you wonder if any of those people are, are living anywhere except in the density. <laughs> because yes. there, there is no uh, need for integrity if you are completely in the density. Um, because yeah, in, no, when I, you're completely there, you are like the coal. You are in a space that uh, that does not require integrity. It doesn't require love. It doesn't require anything but darkness. Well, you've just given me a term that I am definitely stealing, and that's in the density. Um, <laughs> it makes well, perfect sense. Um, we've got another caller, so let's pull this person in. My screener is probably playing candy. No, she's probably playing Candy Crush or something. Um, oh. 708-335, you're on the air. Hello? Hello? Hi. Hi, how are you? Doing well. <laughs> okay. Um, are you doing readings or? Yes, we are. Um, Michelle is doing astrological readings. Okay. Do you have a your day of birth? Oh, October 7th. October 7th? I have a nephew born on October 7th. What year were you born? Seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. You're a little bit older than him. And time of Ooh, time? I I know it's between eight eight and nine o'clock. Okay, so we'll throw in eight thirty and see how that looks for you. And okay. that's a.m. Yes. Okay. And where were you born? Chicago, Illinois. Chicago. The Windy City. Okay, something. All right, give me a break, computer. I tell you, sometimes I wonder uh, what my computer is actually thinking. (laughs) It's been quite an interesting experience lately. (laughs) Okay, Chicago, Illinois. I think finally we're good to go there. Let's take a look. And uh, what do you want me to focus on? Is there anything you particularly wanted to look at? Um, love life, new love coming for me. Okay. Well, we're we're going to make an assumption that this is your chart. I, I, I don't know for sure if it is since we don't know the exact time, and that will throw my timing off, unfortunately. So um, I can't be as exact as I could be if we knew right down to the minute what time you were born. Well, let's see how your moon is here. Your moon is right in the middle. You have your moon and Sag. So that's kind of cool. That's really nice because Jupiter will conjoin your moon this year. And if this chart is close to accurate, uh, your moon is in the second house. And when Jupiter does, you could uh, increase your money uh, very uh, exponentially. Yes, there could be a a good uh, money increase for you. 
So that's kind of some investment probably because Jupiter rules your uh, house of investments. So uh, that's kind of exciting. But uh, as for love, we need some activation with your Venus. So let's see, Venus is 20 degrees of Scorpio. Whoa, you should have had some kind of activation. Well, actually, you know what? Probably didn't do what you needed to do at that time. Let's see if we've got something else coming up. It is going to um, not do much this year, but it will activate. And actually, it's activating even now um, itself. So Jupiter is making a trine to Jupiter, and Jupiter does rule your house of falling in love. So I would say take advantage of any opportunities you might have to go out at this time. You know, if there are any parties going on or somebody calls and says, hey, I'm going to this thing, why don't you come? Go. Um, I would go if I were you. You don't have a lot of days with that trine. It's active right now, and... um, it's been active to your natal, and it's about to activate your progressed. And I will give you the exact length of time that this exists for you. Oh. And give me a second to get there. It's good until the 18th of December. So it's not a really long time, but you have the ability to connect with someone and meet someone during this period. Um So at the same time, you have the ability to expand your opportunities in terms of your career if you are um, looking to expand that. And maybe even um, there is even a possibility that you might want to do something that um, gets you more exposure even internationally in some way. So uh, whatever it is that you feel driven towards, if it's taking a trip, uh, I would go for it because you have a great signature for that at this time. Uh, Venus right now is also aligned uh, with Venus and Mars uh, during this period. So uh, that's also very good. It makes you very magnetic and very attractive. Um, and that may sound odd uh, because I'm, you're probably very attractive anyway, uh, but it makes you even more attractive. <laughs> We're more photogenic. Venus is traveling through our first house and it is conjoining both natal progressed Venus and Mars, and you have that going on right now. So so I would definitely get out and about. Again, if you haven't heard me say this before, um, Jupiter can bring opportunity, but if we don't get out and about, we don't get the opportunity. We're going to stay home you know, you're not going to be seen, and therefore you won't get the advantage that Jupiter's trying to hand you. So you do have to take action. It's This is not coming to your house. Um, I have a few times in my life told someone it would come to their house, but most people, it doesn't come to your house. Right. <laughs> so, um, so that is happening right now. But the next uh, big activation for you will be uh, next year when Jupiter goes uh, into Capricorn, and then it will be really activating uh, this fifth house and also activating your house of marriage at the same time. And uh, when it hits 23 degrees of Capricorn, 
it will be activating your south node, and that means someone who you have loved in the past, and that could be in a past life, will suddenly reappear. And that's pretty exciting. Of course, that's a little ways away. It's not around the corner. I'm going to tell you when exactly so that you will um, hopefully go out and meet them. Uh, But a lot of the time when it's a connection like this, they'll show up. You'll find them. (laughs) So it becomes active in May, uh, about the 18th of May, 2020. So like I said, it's not not exactly around the corner. But that activation uh, lasts for, um, let's see how it'll it'll last a little bit anyway. Let me see here if I can just determine exactly how long it'll last for you because it's going to activate your progressed and then it'll activate your natal. And it looks like Pluto, oh my God, Pluto is right there at the same time. Here in April, April 1st, 2020, you have Pluto and Jupiter together conjunct, and we all do, by the way, that'll be in the sky, so everyone will have it at that point, and uh, and Saturn will have just gone into its second sign of rulership, which is Aquarius, but uh, as it is conjoined and activating your south node, that is a statement that there is a powerful, powerful, empowering, expanding uh, connection that has tremendous security and uh, it will transform the way that you think and the way that you socialize and the way that you feel about loves and wow it's just a huge huge statement and it is because you will connect with someone from um, a past life Uh, more than likely it will be a past life it might be someone from the past in this life but it's probably a past life but that is a huge connection, and it's, it, the statement is it will open a doorway for a dream that you hold, uh, for the dream that you have said, I will manifest for myself in this lifetime. My dream is the statement. Powerful. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, it's a little ways off, but that, yeah, you know, the chance that this happens in anybody's lifetime isn't really high. <laughs> So you have uh, programmed this, uh, and it's obviously an important time frame. And that time frame continues until a little bit further down the road. Here, hang on. It continues to approximately the 12th of April, 2020. And that doesn't mean that you won't continue far beyond that, the point is you have to make the connection during that period, <laughs> okay? Okay. But that's so powerful, I don't think you'll miss that connection. Uh, there's no way that you're going to miss it. No matter what I say or no matter how you feel, you're going to make this connection. So, Wow. Okay. And it shows a big change, too, because it's also indicating that Uranus at that time will be making a conjunction to your progressed Chiron in the seventh house and therefore also applying to your natal Chiron in the seventh house. And that tells me that you are going to literally spin around, spin out uh, of the way that you have been injured in the past regarding relationships or marriage and and find a whole new framework. Um, 
the Chiron tells me that you have been most wounded in the issues of security regarding partnerships and marriage. And that is a hard statement because it's as though someone has uh, robbed you, uh, taken away your luxury, taken away maybe money. Just literally in some way they have robbed you. And it is terrible to be robbed of what you have worked hard for and what you have felt secure with, whether that is the way you feel about yourself or whether that's actually physical property. Uh, so, But Uranus says we're going to switch it around. We're going to change that. And uh so that's uh, this is a powerful time for you coming up. Wow! Hey, okay. okay, wow! Awesome! <laughs> yeah, right. Do, do get I never back know what I'm going to find feedback. when I come here. I just come and look. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes, I do know. <laughs> so get back to us and let us know as this starts to unfold. We love we love to get feedback. Yeah, okay. it's a ways off, but I'd love to hear what turns out for you because that's. That's powerful stuff coming up. Okay. Sure will. Okay. Thanks for you calling. Have a wonderful holiday. You too. Thank you. Okay. All righty. We've got Nancy on the phone. Hi, Nancy. Oh, Hi, oh I'm Barbara. Sorry. Yes, it is Nancy. Hi. Uh-huh. Nothing. I just Hi, my, my, my switchboard jumped on me, so I wasn't sure who oh. I had. So, so do we have Nancy? Is that who we have? That's yes, we have who Nancy. You have. <laughs> All righty. So what is your date of birth, Nancy? Okay, it's uh, August 2nd. August 2nd? 1951. 1951. 10.05 p.m. 10.05 p.m. And location? Los, Los Angeles, California. Okay, the City of Angels. Yeah, I I I have a project that I want to do. I probably won't ever get it done in this lifetime. But I I do these projects in my head or on the inner planes, and then someone comes along and physically picks it up. And I always look forward to that. I like to turn on the TV and see that someone's doing my project. Because I can't get out there to do it myself. So um, my project for the City of Angels, um, for anyone who's listening who wants to go do it, um, is to create wall murals on huge buildings, especially in areas of town that are not the best, and make them huge angels where angels cover the whole building. Mm. I think that would be awesome. Wouldn't that be a great project? I would love to do that. I have a million of them now. Okay, so, Nancy, now that I've told you about my project, tell me what you want me to focus on for you. Well, first of all, I just want to say that I, you could talk forever. I enjoy just hearing about how we can be empowered and how, you know, we can raise our vibrations. So, yeah, power to you. Oh, thank you. Uh, and I love doing it. That's what I come here for. That's what I come to the physicality for. That's why I come to density, because spirit gives me the opportunity to carry wisdom forward. And I and they give me stuff. I have, like, when I work with people, I have, like, this toolbox behind me. I can, uh, when I was younger, Michael the Archangel would stand there, and he, and he would just open the tool, toolbox and hand me something to give to someone. 
And uh, so my whole life, uh, it's been a great honor to be able to share some of these amazing things that he hands me. So, yeah, I'm lucky. Great. Yeah. But uh, my question is, actually, the last couple years, I would say I've had quite a few setbacks, and um, not horrific, but just frustrating. You know, a Mm -hmm. lot of uh, interference with, you know, projects that I wanted to start, and through health, through family responsibilities, through whatnot. And I was just hoping that is there any kind of um, sunlight, you know, over the hill? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, you've ha- you have some things in your chart that that are uh, more challenging than uh, that are not necessarily uh, – we can't move them. You get breaks, though. But um, – you were born number one. You were born with Saturn on your seventh house, so I know. and that is not an easy thing because um, it's opposing your ascendant. It's right at twenty eight degrees, twenty eight fifty seven, where your ascendant and descent is twenty eight twenty five. So it's literally sitting on it, and mm-hmm. um, and Saturn, you're you're you really have challenged yourself to be the happy person because. Saturn, uh, especially in Virgo, can be like, well, all the details, I have to handle the details. And your father may, I don't know if your father was an engineer or he was just a detailed person, but he might have been very critical and and challenging and difficult. And uh, when you wanted to go into the zone of enjoyment or fun, or you actually would probably just disappear the way that you got away from him. Uh, or yeah, goes- he abandoned us ah, uh, when I was yeah. an infant, so I never even got to know him. Well, that's that's still I, what happens is he leaves a mark, <laughs> and he left a mark <laughs> that made it, made it a little more challenging for you to find joy all the time. It's, I mean, your part of fortune is right on your ascendant also, and it's, a, it's like saying, but we can be fortunate in who we are, and we can be fortunate through our intuition. And we can find our way. And then you have, um, uh, you were born with Eris uh, in, in your first house in Aries with Jupiter there. So it, that gave you the power or the strength, despite the fact that your father was not there, not available, and caused you to be more self-critical of yourself because you didn't have a father where other people did, Uh Eris with Jupiter says, but I will push forward. I am going to take action. I will expand the world for women. I am a woman. Hear me roar. I mean, you have, that is your nature, and Eris is like right there. That's powerful stuff. You know, so you're not somebody who's going to back down, not with that combination. So that really helped a lot because you have that nice, soft little Pisces ascendant. (laughs) (laughs) Careful what you say about us Pisces. I'm not sure I kind of like the, you know, soft little Pisces. You know, 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 Pisces tends to be the closet. They they tend to, they're wonderful beings who can just give, 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 and they are the mark of of the, uh, the con man because they are so kind and so sweet. They, they they become the mark. You have to have something else in your chart to combat that part of Pisces. It's nice to be sweet and delicate and kind and all of those things, but 
you also have to have the strength to say, excuse me, that's not acceptable. <laughs> you yeah. know, you have to be able to say, back away, yeah. buddy, that's not good. We're not doing that. You know, you can't uh, just be sweet and nice. Uh, it's nice if we can. I mean, if all the world was a, as copacetic as your heart is, we would have no problem because then nobody would ever make you a mark. But so anyway, so having Eris there, you you took good care of that. But and and I'm glad you did. So <laughs> we 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 do put things in our charts to re, to make them balance. And and you were born also with your sun trying Jupiter, and uh, you anyone with sun trying Jupiter, I mean, and your moon is trying Jupiter, and and your sun and moon are both trying Eris as well, that's beautiful. I mean, that is a combination that says we have doorways. We'll create doorways. We'll have doorways with children. We'll have doorways with uh, love. We will have doorways with what we invest in. We'll have doorways with uh, with uh, acting and theater and and socializing and and community and I mean and homes and it, it, there's so much there it's expansive and you're not going to sit back because with Jupiter and Eris there you're going to say I'll take advantage of these like I said trines require action and and your combination with Eris is going to give you the action so your life uh, you know how to take it and and work it and. And that brings the good out, too. When we have Jupiter trying the sun, no matter how challenging Saturn may be, you will come out the optimist in the end. You, It's a good combination. I'm very oh. grateful you did that um, because we don't need to be sad. We need to learn to be joyous. Mm-hmm. You know, Joy is important. Um, so what was it we were looking at? I lost myself oh. in the chart here for a minute. <laughs> Oh, maybe you, were, just with, yeah, you want to know if coming up may be positive, if anything, you know, you can see coming well, up. Well, the, the good news is that, you know, with these uh, fire signs going, Jupiter is going to make a grand trine for you, so a huge doorway is about to open. Um, and that doorway will open sooner than later. That's coming right up. I think we've already talked about around 14, 15 degrees of Jupiter in Sag. The sun is, will be at 14 degrees, opening up that doorway here right around the corner on the 6th. As Mercury goes direct, uh, the sun is activating your grand trine. So that in itself is a doorway for some real breathing space and maybe... Uh, you might even say, I'm thinking I'm going to have to take a little trip, and you may take a trip, and you may go take that trip uh, to your to wherever your mom uh, or your childhood was or, or family or children. or There's a whole bunch of statements there, so I don't know if you're going for Christmas or not somewhere, but this trine says <laughs> go <laughs> if you're not. Uh, they're coming I, here. Uh-huh. Or they're coming here. Okay, well, that's, yeah. that's fine. They can come to you. That that works, too. It, it, that's a two-way street. So so that's happening. And then uh, Jupiter continues to move forward, and, uh, and as it does, it starts to activate. And it activates your sun. So it begins the grand trine, actually, probably two degrees even before. So I'm going to give you a really wide orb here. Uh, I'm going to go two degrees back. And your sun is at 10.04, so at uh, 8.04. So December 14th, 
it begins, the, this magnificent grand drawing. <laughs> we, you're, you only get this once every 12 years, so pay attention, okay? Hey. <laughs> and uh, that grand drawing will be active right through to 14 degrees. So let's keep going here because your natal is 1410, so right about the 12th of January. So you get almost a whole month there. Mm, great. That is a great doorway. And after your kids leave, you might decide you do want to take a trip, or you may decide, I want to go learn something, and you might go take a, some classes, or or maybe you say, no, I think I want to go teach something, and and maybe you'll go teach. Do you do any kind of acting or theater or anything? I mean, you are great with kids, and you're great with the public, and you got a lot going for you here. You know, I've never done any acting. You know, I mean, I love kids. Um, no, the teaching part, the studying part, I mean, I'm just thirsty for knowledge. It seems like mm-hmm. in, philosophy, in philosophy and higher yeah. principles, all that kind of stuff. That's That's my passion. Yeah, well, it, 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 you're going to, this period while Jupiter is going through your ninth house, it just expands and expands and expands. Like, maybe I'll take a trip to go learn something. Maybe I'll just learn something. Maybe I'll teach it. Maybe I'll teach it and learn it. Maybe I'll learn to teach some more. All of that's going on, and that's going to go on for a good year. So, enjoy. But it's during this period of time. So, uh, you know, it's it's a fantastic period for you, and like I said, it it only happens once every twelve years, and uh, so you can think back to the la- twelve years ago. What, what in the world were you doing? You know, what did you do? How did you take advantage of it? What was your life like? And you might want to think back and and see where all of that was. Now, it, nothing comes without certain challenges because, of course, Saturn is is in Capricorn while Jupiter is in Sag, and in Capricorn uh, it's going to activate other things. But actually, where it is at 12 degrees, it's uh, it's past, uh, well, it's actually applying a square to Jupiter. So there's a part of you saying, well, maybe I need to uh, stay put, maybe I shouldn't take a chance, maybe I need to be thinner, and I don't know that I want to, I want to do all the work to do it, and I might be challenged to be thinner, um, you know, love your body. Just practice loving it. And if you want to learn to be thinner without doing anything but loving your body, then go learn a little EFT. If you don't know it, go go to my go to Michelle oh, Avanti. Uh, spell one L. Download. There's a tab there that says EFT tapping. Mm-hmm. Open that tab up, okay? And you can okay. copy that whole thing. That's the sheet I use when I teach the workshop for EFT, and every day get up and tap, and tap and look in that mirror and say, I love you, even though sometimes I feel I'm too big, you need to say, but I am getting slimmer and more beautiful and more sexy and more gorgeous, and I just love and appreciate who I am, and then just, I am a goddess, I am gorgeous, I am a sexy mama, I am so gorgeous, I just love me, I'm a beautiful being. I am so happy. I can't help it. I look at myself and I laugh. I am a gorgeous person. Do that. I was going to say, can I laugh while I'm doing that? Absolutely. <laughs> you should be laughing. It's a wonderful thing to everybody who's listening. I don't care if you're a woman or a man. Just do it. If you do that every day for 30 days, you call me back. I'm telling you, you will have lost weight. Okay? 
You will become more of the image of your physical density will become more. It is fluid. Your density is not dense. There is more space between your cells than there are cells. Mm -hmm. So that fluidity activates when you love that body. Keep looking at it and say how sexy and gorgeous you are. You will become slimmer. Do it every day. Call me back in 30 days. I'll be back on the air. In January. If I lost weight, I will. I'm telling you, you will. And it's not a matter of telling yourself, i got to eat right, i got to have. Don't even go there. Do not deny it. I don't. I don't anymore. You know, the dieting and everything. After a while, I think it's just a mind thing. I really do. Well, it is. It's your belief system. And if you absolutely Mm -hmm. love yourself. I mean, after you've done I love, love, love me for about a week, you can start adding in. And as I love me, my metabolism just picks up. Every time I take a bite to eat, my metabolism kicks in. I've got the metabolism of a 20-year-old. I am a hot mama. I'm sexy. I'm gorgeous. And I have a slim, athletic body. Oh, look at me, baby. Yeah, and Nancy, um, this show is going to be up on YouTube tomorrow. If you want to just... um, downloaded and cut out Michelle saying all of these wonderful things and saying them along <laughs> with her every morning. Um, right. It, 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 that's what I would do. I wouldn't just write the words down. I'd, I'd say it right along with her. No, I'd listen and then to she'll get, you know, the replays all the time So and, and your YouTube, so I, I certainly will. Well, oh, I know. Well, and by the way, well, I, before I forget it, because I always forget to say it, if you guys listen to all of the shows, please follow the show. Um, subscribe to it. It doesn't cost anything, but it lets us know that there are actually listeners out there. So just in case we decide to stop doing it, we'll think twice about it. Yeah, yeah I follow your show. Yeah, I, I always follow your show, Barbara. <laughs> well, click click on the subscribe button and... Um, that way we'll know you're there. Oh, okay. I thought I did already because I get your emails all the time. Oh, okay. Then you probably are. But yeah. for those who <laughs> haven't subscribed, we would really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go go ahead. Okay. Oh, where are we going? So, I, I don't anyway, know. Did we do? I think I think that I we've given you the the up you need. <laughs> So I, you know, you've yeah. got a lot of things happening, but that that's pro- that that square is probably you know like I said you don't we don't get anything without a few challenges in there. If all we had was good news, we wouldn't do anything. We'd just hang out. <coughs> that is yeah. exactly what we did for millennia and beyond time, beyond time, because uh, when we're at the higher levels of consciousness and and we are completely blended, there is no need to do anything. We simply are there. And it's magnificent. It's like when you visit the uh, inner worlds, when you go to the uh, the void. Um, the void is that space of creation. It is the most magnificently comfortable, peaceful, quiet, content space. And when you're in a content space like that, there's no need for anything. You don't. You're not thirsty. You're not hungry. You don't need a blanket. You don't need to watch TV. You don't need to sing a song. You have no needs whatsoever. It's just total comfort. And that's the way we were till we decided we would enter density. 
and then huh. we came here. So we came That's and we chose chaos. <laughs> and I know the majority of you listening are thinking, I don't want to stay here. I want to go home. You know what? As soon as you get home, you're going to turn around and say, you know, I need to go back. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's the chocolate. That's true. <laughs> it's hysterical. We are so funny. Thousands and thousands and thousands of lifetimes, and we're still doing it. Yeah. Michelle, we've got to move on. Okie doke. Oh, thank Nancy, you so thanks much. for calling. Yeah. Take yeah, care, Nancy. Look forward to thanks. hearing from you in yeah. January. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Bye now. Bye-bye. Okay, we've got Jane here. Hi, Jane. How are you doing tonight? Hi, ladies. I'm good. How are you both doing? Mm, very well. well. What, what's your date of birth, Jane? It's June 1870. June 18, 1970. Okay, and the time of birth? 5.32 a.m. 5.32 a.m. Location? Scarborough, Ontario, Canada. Scarborough. I have to see if I can spell that right. I probably didn't. Uh, Ontario. My computer says, I understand that. Look up what's successful. I guess I spelled it right. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> Have my moment. <laughs> Okie doke. So, what are we looking at for you, Jane? I love your name, um, by the way. Jane. So oh, nice thank you. Uh, if you can take a look at relationships. Um, okay. You have uh, Saturn going through that house right now, so it probably puts a little bit of a hold on it. And but it's it's getting ready to leave. It'll be gone pretty quick. And because you have 24 degrees Sag on the cusp and 14 degrees of Cap on the other cusp, so let's uh, let's see when Saturn's out of there and let's see what's coming in. How's it going to move? So okay. go out pretty fast here. And Jupiter is getting ready to come in. And so you've got a whole change coming up. It's it's oh. hard when Saturn, you know, goes through that house. And Saturn, you know, was in that house, what, two and a half years ago? Um, maybe even two years. I don't know exactly when it got into that seventh house. But did you have a breakup at, in the recent past that was really not fun? Um, Not in the, like, not recent. So then when it came through, it didn't do that. So you'd already done it before the the time when it first probably made it square to that. So anyway, what happens with uh, Saturn when it goes through the seventh house and it starts, when it first gets in there, it can make us very depressed, very down, make us feel cold. And so it kind of puts a little push on any relationship we have and, and our partner will not always know why in the world we are acting like that. And uh, so Jupiter gets really close to this house cusp uh, on the 8th of April, and then it turns around and it goes away. So okay. it will take a little while. But let's see, it's it's not activating your um, fifth house, but it is going to, when it hits, uh, 26 degrees, so when it gets into that next house at 24 degrees, 
it is going to activate your natal Jupiter, which you have in the fifth house. So there is a direct activation where a relationship has the ability to come to fruition. Uh, but you have to get it all the way there. I guess going a day at a time is really not the smartest way to move. So hang on. <laughs> We're going to months. <laughs> we can get there a little bit faster. Here we go. All right. So it will be in that house uh, in early November. And okay. uh sure. Yeah. So, yeah. But let's take it right to the point where it really begins its wonderful activation. So here it is. As it crosses that line, it activates itself, and that is on November the 8th. And uh, so there's your doorway, and it will stay active as it can, it's going to move pretty fast, so we can go by days at this point. <laughs> oh, wow. And Jupiter goes direct like that, it, it moves rapidly. And uh, so, but um, let's see here, it gets to that 2851 on November the 27th. So there's your doorway. That's your time to okay. take action. And it's not without challenge. Um, so whoever it is you're going to eat uh, in some way challenges you emotionally to be powerful or to empower yourself or to watch uh, watch and recognize who you are. You have Pluto at 24 degrees Virgo, and and this will not be your first uh, rodeo with this transit, okay? This transit happened 12 <laughs> years ago. It happened 12 years before that, okay? <laughs> when you were... When you were... Uh, it actually happened... The first time it happened, you were four years old. Let's see, that's right. Oh. First time it happened, you were no, you were three years old. The first time it happened, you were three years old. So um, it's it's happened quite a few times in your lifetime, but it has a significance. So I want you to understand what I'm getting at here. It may have started your mom, okay? Your mom may have been the one who uh, was very powerful and strong, and, and she may have told you what to do in ways that were not kind the way she spoke to you. She was trying to teach you, irritated you, and stressed you out, and you felt like you were either being uh, mocked or being uh, picked apart or being criticized. You didn't feel like she was really teaching you. You felt like she was hurting you, okay? Yeah. So this meant when it activates again, uh, a person comes into your life and you kind of fall in love with them, and then they start to do this to you, what your mother did to you, (laughs) and what spirit is requiring you to do to shut it down so it will no longer be active is for you to stand up and say, excuse me, I am a powerful being myself, <laughs> I know who I am, and you need to treat me with great kindness and respect because I am your goddess. <laughs> so you need to uh, practice loving you enough that when this person comes into your life and they go down this road, you recognize that that is an activation that they are doing for service to you. Okay? They are trying okay. to empower you. Not to irritate you, not to stress you, but to challenge you to become powerful. Yeah. Got it? Yeah. 
Yeah. If you will look at it from that perspective, you will learn from it, and your relationship can become a good one and grow. Got it? Yeah, that makes sense. So it's really important to understand that. And what your mom did, you just got to bless her and say, well, that was the best she knew how. <laughs> it sucked. But you know what? Moms are human beings who are doing the best they know how based on what they were trained. And, uh, again, this is where we have to break those chains, and this is where you will break it. Someone comes into your life, they're going to help you break it. They help you break it by bringing it forward and making you sit. (laughs) Okay? So it's irritating and nasty. But you know what? If you don't look at it that way, it isn't (laughs) irritating and nasty. You'll say, oh, well, that's what Michelle told me was going to happen. Now I know what to Okay? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my mom's still like that. <laughs> I'm sure she's still is. I'm sorry about that. You know, yeah. um, and, and the best you can do with your mom, you need to learn to stand up to her too. And the, the way to handle that is to be able to look at her and say, you know, Mom, I love you very much, and I know you always want the best for me. I know that. But the way you speak to me sometimes is truly unkind. Please, Uh could you try your best to be a little kinder in the way that you use your words? Uh I want always think highly of you and love you completely. And I honor you by telling you this. So try try a technique there, but speak up to your mom. You don't need to lose your voice. You need to be powerful. And your mom needs to learn, too, that she she is not being kind to you. She's hurting yeah. you. Okay? Yeah. yeah. But find um, a way. And if you doubt yourself in the way that you're going to speak, call on an angel. Call on a great <laughs> being. Call on a grandmother. Call on anybody you want. They will help you. Okay, I'm going to do that. Okay. So practice with your mom. You can have the relationship you want because you you deserve it. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thanks for calling, Jane. Take care and have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. You too. Take care. Have a good night. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Okay, we've got... Allison on the line here. Hi, Allison. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. I got in under the wire, it looks like, huh? Looks yes, like did. it, huh? <laughs> we love putting down those wires. <laughs> <laughs> what so you... I, I'll give you my birth data, and I do astrology myself, so I have some very specific um, areas that I would love to have your feedback on. Okay. As one astrologer to another. Awesome. Um, yeah, it's cool, isn't it? I, I can talk astrology until the day I die and then pass that. Okay, March 15, 1957. Okay, and your time 11, of birth? 11.48 a.m., Berkeley, California. Berkeley. Where all the smart people are supposed to be, or maybe they're the uh, maybe they're not the smart people; they're the advanced ones. Don't know, but they're the ones who uh, activate. They're activators. That's an activation. I wonder. Um, I don't know. I've never done Berkeley's um, chart, but there's got to be something about it that's an activation. So, 
I'm not going to go there. I was just born. I was just born there. I didn't grow up there, so it means nothing to me other than it's a place I came out of my mother, and that's it. <laughs> All right. So now, what do you? What is your specific that you want? Yeah. To and you yeah. also. This is another chart where we have Saturn in that seventh house. It's just entered, huh? Yeah, I have actually. I'm looking at. The, I have my. I have the 2019 ephemeris. Well, actually, I have a number of my ephemeris is available at this point. So, um, at you know, on my phone with me, so I can I can kind of uh, cross cross reference with you on the timing of okay. some of these issues, which is fine. Um, the number one thing, um, yeah, I don't know where Saturn is right now. Actually, um, I know it just went into. Let me actually. What it, do you have to know? I can tell you that. It's at 8 degrees Capricorn, 9 minutes. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it just crossed my descendant. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I've been paying attention to that and, I, and also the Pluto stuff, which is finally working in my favor rather than killing my life. Like it was, like, you know, <laughs> some, yeah. some decade ago. Um, this, two things I'm really, really um, concerned about right now is um, I am a renter in a, a roommate situation. It is not actually a bad situation in terms of the person I'm, um, it's actually a buddy of mine. You know, so the mm-hmm. situation itself is much better than it normally has been, but I really want to live on my own. I need to live on my own, and I and I feel like um, the timing will um, be very important to um, uh, on, on, on when I jump from... Um, a roommate situation, so you know, full on on my own uh, again. Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of looking. I'm not. Gonna, I don't want to prejudice you, so I'm not going to look at what I think is a good timing. I am paying attention, of course, to Mercury retrogrades next year. Got to pay attention to those retrograde, uh, retrogrades. Where do you think, as an astrologer, is going to be an uh, an agreeable or a um, affirmative time to make that jump from roommate you know, back there, to my there, own. You know, when we look when we look at your chart, okay, uh, fourth house activation is your home. Okay, right, you were born right. with the moon and Jupiter there. You don't have anything holding you down. Saturn is not traveling through that house, so it's not holding you right. in that house. It's not right. holding you there. Okay, right. Saturn in the sky, of course, is uh, uh, planning to move forward in the next year and and start to yep. activate your moon. So it will make a beautiful trine to your moon. And as it makes the trine to your moon, uh, Saturn, uh, Jupiter may get a little bit in the way there. (laughs) Yep, yep. So uh, you have to wait until it goes forward and Jupiter gets out of the way. Once Jupiter is out of the way, use the Saturn trine to move. That's what What I would... I'm sorry, what are you talking about the Saturn trine? The Saturn trine to what? Saturn is making that beautiful uh, trine to your moon. And to Jupiter, uh, natally. No, Saturn. Are you t- talking about the natal moon, correct? That's no. 21 degrees Virgo? 21 I'm, degrees Virgo? Exactly. I'm talking about your natal moon and your natal Jupiter. Exactly. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Yeah, but the but the but that Saturn doesn't really try my, doesn't make, uh, I'm going to give it a five-degree orb for that, personally. Well, it's um, going to first Saturn's spring your moon in May of 2019, but it's going to go retrograde. So you probably will not take advantage of it at that moment in time, and you can see why, because Jupiter at that moment in time time is in retrograde itself, and it's a 23-degree Sag, so it's making a square. So it's saying, I can't do it now. Right. So what will happen is you will wait until Saturn goes direct, 
again, and then Jupiter will get out of the way. That's what I was talking about. I okay? see. Okay. I see you what take you're a saying. Okay. Here when, when Saturn finally is applying that trine again, it is in January, thir- January, oh. around the January of 2020, oh, okay. and by then, Jupiter is completely out of the way. That's when oh, okay. you will advantage of it. Okay, so I think that you're you're referring you're referring maybe to something that I that maybe might be a little bit more permanent or rooting rooted. This is absolutely not going to wait until then. This probably this move out of due to I'm not going to go into the reasons why. This mm-hmm. next move, okay, the next move mm-hmm. does not need to be into permanency. It does not need to be into I'm I'm here to stay forever. This next move needs to be, I need to be out of a, a very stressful situation into something else as soon as the astrological um, configuration at least benefits that. You know, there's no more career up for things like that. Then you have the ability to do it between any transit. Anytime there's nothing activating that, there is nothing right. holding you. Right. You can take advantage yeah. of it anytime you want. You can go with the moon activity. Okay, and the moon right. moves rapidly, as you know. So take the moon right. activity. Uranus and go. Right. You got okay, it? So maybe, okay, maybe I should be looking then. And this is kind of, I was kind of hoping you would plug into this, but it's okay. I would go right um, away. I would take it. Jupiter right now is activating. Uh, yeah. You're look, it's, it's been in activation of Uranus. Uh, but you've right. been, you know, your progress moon, where's your progress moon? It's in Sag. I mean, you could wait. To, but why would you want to wait? If you need to go, go. Don't stand um, there. It needs Just to be wait. after the holidays. It definitely has to happen after the holidays. I mean, we're already into December, so um, I am really, at this point, I'm looking really closely. Mercury goes uh, retrograde in um, in March, uh, so it pretty much can eliminate all of March, if you, especially if you include the front and back end shadows, which I happen to do. So we're really looking at February. Otherwise, it needs to be delayed until a, until April. Until April. Um, I, personally, I personally, I disagree kind with of, being concerned about the Mercury retrograde. This is not a permanent move. You're just told oh, I know, but I've moved, I've no, I know, but 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 I have moved. I have moved during the Mercury retrograde, and it's not something I'm going to uh, redo. I'd rather delay it unless it's an urgent. It's not so urgent. It's not like I'm being threatened. My life is being threatened. Okay, it's not like that. That's okay. Good. Well, it sounds oh, like God. you have I, on it. So I am, I am, I am, I'm way past. I'm way past that kind of situation. Believe me, I've lived enough. I don't put myself into those situations again. And so, um, so I'm kind of was looking at um, actually to be to astrologer, astrologer to astrologer. Um, I was looking at February. At that point, Jupiter is at uh, its square. It's not Sag. It's squaring all, all all my stuff in Pisces and Virgo, but it's not a. I don't call yeah. I don't call that detrimental. And Saturn right there is at that um, is at fourteen degrees. Mm-hmm. Is at fourteen degrees, and that. It, yeah. Well, on February first, uh, February first is at fourteen degrees fifty seven. So fifteen degrees on February second. So I'm looking at the ephemeris right now. So that's on February 19th. I mean February 2nd in 2019. Could you you so, could do that? That's an that's a wide orb activation, and yeah. uh, Jupiter is not really. Uh, it's it's just challenging you, and Jupiter's challenge. Yeah. You can always yeah. step up. That's that's yeah. not a problem. So you know, no, as right. long as and you've right got your part of fortune on the third is actually starting to activate. Uh, your Jupiter natally and your your moon, so go for it. 
Yeah, that's, uh, I'm sorry. What was that? The the part of fortune. Uh, what are you looking at there? At that moment in time, I'm just looking at a moment in time. I'm looking at what the evening. Right, what is happening? February yeah. the evening of February the third. At yeah. at time that we are now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, your part, the part of fortune at that moment, at that period in time, is activating both your moon and your Jupiter. Are you talking about the trans? What do you what do you refer to? Part of transiting part of fortune. The moment oh, the in time, time. Right, right, but it's right, blessing right. you. It's like a blessing right. that's coming in. So that's a lovely thing. Neptune I, at the same time is certainly up there, and uh, Neptune yeah, that is, is yeah, is, yeah, and it's active yeah. with Saturn, and as it's opposing uh, the Moon and Jupiter, it is also a kind of statement of a conjunction. So there's no right. there's nothing here to say you can't. You certainly can, and and yeah. you're. Go into the next sign. Uh, in a month's time after that, it will finally be free into the next sign of Capricorn. So, what are you, what are you looking at for the part of fortune, the transiting part of fortune? I'm looking at the ephemeris, and I don't know what you're referring to you on that. You can't see that on the ephemeris. It, it won't be oh, there. Oh, that's why. Sorry, it has to do with okay. your wheel. The, the part of fortune okay, is it. created as a result of points in the wheel. Oh, well, I know where it is in my natal chart. But I was yeah. wondering what you're referring to in that well, camera. So Arabic parts are, are a mathematical configuration. Uh, right. They are the moon, the sun minus the moon, and and right. plus your and so it's a it's a combination that's a mathematical formula that's a point. Right. Right. Like I just right. it's moment in time, but it's a blessing that I'm looking at. So I just pointed right. it out. So that okay. but and and that again is in February, right? Is that correct? Right. So the beginning of February. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's just in alignment with everything that I was actually kind of uh, have been observing myself, have been studying myself, and wanted to kind of get a, wanted to get a second you know a second point of view from another astrologer, whether can, or not February is uh, you know seems to be like the the ideal time. This is absolutely not a permanent move, but it needs to be a move that's going to be a long term move. I don't mean know, like get out of it. You know, there's another statement about this move that is very important for you to recognize. Uh-huh. Right. The progressed moon is at 29 degrees Sagittarius, and it is making the trine to your Pluto in your third right. house. So right. it's a statement that says oh, yeah. that a move for yeah. me is yeah. empowering me in my ability to communicate, to think clearly, to become the person that I am. So yeah. it's, it is right. a very important move for you. So yes, it is. I, I say go with it. Okay. Well, that's. I'm going to look at the progress chart of the progress um, the progress moon again to see exactly um, you know follow the degrees on that one as well just to make sure because that, everything in me is telling me that's the perfect time astrologically in my in my own sense of the flow of things that that February is absolutely the time to make it happen and to um, have it be before that Mercury retrograde and also my birthday in March so this also needs to be something I want to accomplish before my birthday I don't want to be where I'm at in my at my my birthday rolls around, so that's another part of the equation too. So it's kind of like A plus B plus C plus D plus E equals Y move. <laughs> that's well, kind of how I'm looking at it. You've got a plan, and your plan is well aligned with what you see. So I think that's great. Yeah. If you t- take a look further yeah. on the third of May, 2019, uh-huh. the progressed moon is nearly on top of your natal part of fortune. So the statement uh-huh. is that there is good fortune coming through your your new home. Right. So right. it's a very Got good it. thing. You're moving in the yeah. right direction. Yes, I, I I know that I am. I know that my whole 
spirit knows that. So, okay. Well, thank you for your time and looking at that with me. And uh, I will definitely pull up the progress moon and, and follow along with that as well. I appreciate All right. That. Okay. Well, take care and okay. let us know how you're moving. Okay. okay. I will. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye, Bye-bye, Bye-bye. 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 Bye. Wow. When you get into astro talk, you really astro talk. <laughs> well, you have to have an astrologer to do that, you know. But, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, we could talk for hours just on Arabic parts, and wouldn't it be fun? But uh, I don't think anybody would really get it. <laughs> you got to be a little nerdy to get the a- a- Arabic parts. So. But I well, do yeah, like yeah. No, I, I love it when an astrologer gets on to check things out with you. I think it's fascinating. Um, it's long time ago I tried to to um get involved in astrology and it just it blew me away. It was so intricate that mm. you know, even using a computer program it was so intricate that I really didn't understand everything. I mean, I basically understand the houses, um because mm-hmm. I use them with the cards. But right. but you know, when it comes to a chart, um I mean, every now and then I will look at a chart and I'll uh, I can read the pattern, mm-hmm. and but I have no I have I have no idea what this in that you know trining this and quincuxing that and you know the whole thing. It just um, I know squares make for difficulties and and trines are good, but um, I've been around astrologers for the last twenty thirty years and I just I have nothing but great respect for you. <laughs> It's uh, you know, I've been doing this for four thousand years, so hey, <laughs> it's it's not really hard for me when you do anything that long, you know. Um, I was an astrologer in Egypt for God's sake, you know. So it's, I've been doing this a long time, and uh, yeah, so that, for me, it just comes very natural, and that's I. Yeah, I I think with some things like this. Um, having had past life involvement in it certainly is of great benefit to manifesting at this lifetime. I know with gem casting, I know I've done this in past lives. I know I've done it in India and Egypt. So, so that, you know, it came so naturally to me and people just look and say, where did you get that? How did you do that? And it's like, my reply is, it's so clear. Can't you see it? Yeah. So yeah. um it it yeah. I, I really think it is a past life gift. Well we're oh, almost yeah. yeah, we're almost there and we've got like about a minute to go. Um I do want to thank you so much. This has been another year of, of fabulous shows and I've learned so much from you, half of which I can use. Um <laughs> <You're> so- <laughs> well in, in many ways, you give me confirmation, you know, when, when you know, I'm throwing cards and you're reading. So it's a really cool ex- experience. But I want to thank you for such a wonderful year, and I'm looking forward to another one. And, yeah. um, I, I, and, and to wish you a happy holiday. And tell people where they can get a hold of you, please. Yeah, and I, I want to wish you a happy holiday. And hugs to everyone who's listening and everybody who will listen, because... I hope you all have happy holidays, whichever holiday you're listening on. 
But uh, how you get a hold of me? It's michellevanti.com yeah. with one L, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A-V-A-N-T-I.com. Or you can go to astrologyandmore.com. Or you can put in Michelle Avanti, astrologer, and Google will help you find lots of places where I exist. <laughs> I'm also on Facebook. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, I'm all over the place, and I'm happy to connect. Uh, it's always a great honor to me to be able to connect, and you make it so easy to do that. I am so appreciative. Oh, you're so welcome. Well, we just got out of time, so good night, Michelle. Good night. Happy holidays. (laughs) You too.